Hello and welcome to another episode of the Imperfect Parenting Podcast. I'm Stu and as those who have been listening would know, we are in a series chatting to Rod Charlton, a top uh, sports performance coach and psychologist who works with top sports men and women. And we're, we're coming to um, the last few episodes of this series, but I'm again really excited about uh, this episode and uh, enjoy listening as we, I start with a question to Rod. What would you say to parents, you know, when it comes to, to performance, to maybe not just sport, but just, just, just performance for, for an average child? All of us are average in some aspects, even the Nadals of this world, even the Sia Khaleesi's of this world. When Sia Khaleesi comes to cricket, you know, there's a part of him that's average. What we need to do is just see it as, uh, as a journey of how of learning, curiosity. What's empowered society over the ages is being curious and learning to try and better ourselves. So it becomes an intrinsic motivation. And that's the, that goes back to one of the core things as a parent is I would say as a parent, you can call yourself as being successful if you've passed the baton on that in some form or other that your child will have an intrinsic desire to carry on in this wonderful thing called sport and learn and that it comes from them so when your job is gone that they're taking this off into their future because we know it's such an important shortcut to meeting really nice people and staying healthy and sleeping better at night and along the way having fun oh and you know for some people you might also earn a bit of money but that's not the point it's not the point it's about really meeting good people because those are the things that, that along the way are we going to enjoy and and learning and and just having that sense of satisfaction about of becoming better at something man that's a good feeling Rod, I want to say a few things at this point, if that's okay. Just to backtrack a little bit, you make me think of a dad who, um, with all the love in the world, honestly, in absolutely the spirit of wanting to help his son, was was waking his son up early so that he could train, so that he could <laughs> get on the road and and get fit and get strong. And I think this is the thing is that it's so difficult for us because our love for our kids is not about not loving. Mm -hmm. It is about... You're taking that breath, as you say, talking to friends, trying to stay wise, looking at our kids, watching their fatigue levels, looking at their enjoyment mm -hmm. levels, and really sort of taking that feedback, isn't it, to mm -hmm. at times have a sort of a talk to ourselves and say, look, settle down. Um, this is starting to become more about me than it is my child. But but it's hard because we love our kids and we we want them to do well. So it's tough stuff. I don't know if that makes sense. It's hugely tough stuff. And I can talk from experience. My son does rowing. And uh, four times a week, we gets up at five o'clock to go and do early morning rowing. So, all right, now that's what the requirement is. You know, within the school environment, all the schools are doing it. And, you know, so it becomes this, as soon as one school works harder, all the other schools do the same thing. And he enjoys his rowing. And it's great for his confidence and yeah this is his you know he just loves it 
Okay, so how do we then work in that environment? It's just well making sure that we we Jen and I get to bed early. We are the role models, so we go to bed during the week very very early as well. Children are going to learn and copy us rather than necessarily listen to what we say. And uh, you know we really stress for them. I want my children to be trying to get the minimum of eight hours sleep. So what what you talk about there, Rod, is modelling and um, setting the tone, setting if you like the climate, the culture in the home, valuing rest ourselves, which is something we often think we can't teach something we haven't actually taken on ourselves. So, yeah. The other thing that I wanted to pick on was this uh, uh, Stu's question about average. And again, your son, Angus, the wonderful Angus, is a great example, really. I don't know mm. if it makes sense of tracking or staying close to your kids' enjoyment. Mm. And then sometimes you find, especially as they do mature, you're quite right, kids mature at different ages and stages. But if we help them to stay in the bandwidth of enjoyment, then sometimes, like Angus, they actually become quite good um, in ways that surprise us over time. So paying attention to their enjoyment levels, and then you never know, do you, quite where things are going to end up. Ah, uh, Rob, uh, that is so true. And that's where we should be very careful of setting out definite concrete goals, especially for these children. Because there's just so many things that come along the way. And some of them are wonderful surprises. Some of them are unwelcome surprises. <laughs> Road to Olympics or, you know, that Olympic podium is littered with stories of children who've really, I think the technical psychological term is called, really sucked initially at that sport. It's in paragraph three of the uh, manual. So I do a lot of work around the rowing community and one, uh, South Africa's claim to fame in rowing, gold medal in the London Olympics 2012. One of those guys along the way was in the C team, C4 at school. And, you know, now he's standing up on the Olympic podium with a gold medal. My son is was also just a late developer but he liked the camaraderie of sport. And it was always difficult because I wanted to help. And sometimes I I'd regularly, he can tell you, make the mistake of being too intense. So I have to back off a little bit. And one of the lovely stories I will share with other parents is, and this involves my daughter, Kathleen, who's a fiery redhead and got the Irish temperament, um, driving along to school in the morning, which was a nice time to talk. But yes, I was coming over and being a little bit intense of trying to help her, you know, and she just got irritated with me and rightly so. And she turned around and said, Dad, you know, give me a break. This is the first time I'm being a teenager. So I stopped because I couldn't argue with that. And she had a point there. OK, so we try and remember, you know, when there's a good point, acknowledge the point. Though so as we're driving along, it suddenly dawned on me. Hey, and then the next stop street, I turned to her and said, OK, fine, I agree. Good point. But it's also the first time I'm being a dad of a teenage daughter. <laughs> and, you know, you just got to laugh at yourself, uh, ourselves uh, oh. along the way. We've got to laugh. I, I've, I've learned more through the mistakes I've made with my children 
you know, along the way. And 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 yet they've come and found a, a path to happiness and enjoyment, and as a byproduct, had a bit of success along the way, uh, despite that, because our, we were open to learning, laughing at ourselves and our intensity. Uh, so my Angus is now in, you know, the, the top rowing boat. He's going for SA Champs. He's won some medals. And along the way, he didn't make the teams. And there's been snot and trana, and he's tried really hard because he's put in the effort. Though, you know, and my job, our job, was to support him. What are you going to learn? And in this time, I know it's possibly unfair. You know, there's someone there who hasn't trained uh, as much and, you know, missed out on that. They've got it just because they're bigger uh, than you. Yeah, but stay with the process. And, you know, one thing I can say is consistency, really in the way that you pitch up for training, the way that you just give of your best, the way that you learn, over compounded over years will bias, and I, I love that word, it will bias the result towards a positive result. It really, really does. And that is, and, and now for someone who wasn't wrestle, re, doing very well athletically on the ERG machine, he's doing fantastically because he's just being consistent. In order to be consistent, he had to be enjoying it. He had to know that the results didn't define him. And he also had to have bad hair days along the way and take a break. I feel like I feel like Rob is having a bad hair day today. <laughs> Good hair days are few and far between for me, uh, Stu. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, what I'm hearing from both of you, but especially Rod, is is the is the idea that enjoyment matters so much that that there's going to be no development and growth if there isn't enjoyment along the way. That that actually things like sleep and rest and and recovery and doing nothing are really important uh, for our children and, and actually even for elite athletes as well. Mm-hmm. And then thirdly, uh, that that hard work does play a part, but it it needs to be it needs to be managed or not not allowed to become the be all and end all of, of what we do. I don't know, Rod, does that does that sum mm-hmm. up a little bit of what you're saying? Yeah, you know, very much so. Is we live in an age of complexity, and you know, maybe we could get away with simplicity in the 20th century. Um, complexity we don't like because it's not uh, as clean cut. It's uh, instead of it being either or, black and white. Uh, it's and and. It's hard work, and it's rest. When you really in flow, and a lot of my work with elite athletes is getting into that flow. And flow, there's a wonderful paradox. To get into that flow, whether you're a golfer, and I'm working with now someone who's going for the world long distance uh, shooting championships, the harder you try, the more relaxed you've got to be. And I mean, that is so true. And you cannot get into flow if you don't love what you're doing and embrace the challenge. It, you really need to. It's got to be meaningful for you. You've got to be excited about this experience. And then the, the, the gateway, the door to flow is when you relax. You absolutely got to relax into this task and not try to do it or manipulate it by sheer force. You've just got to get lose yourself in the experience. 
And that is something, that is an art. And if you've been bashing away at things and had a result-focused upbringing and coaching, man, you are so not going to be able to get into flow. That's why as parents, if we really want them to go uh, far, we've got to uh, be more subtle uh, around that. Um, and a lot of talented pe people just can't click over to find flow because they've tried too hard and, and or, or tried it by brute force or, you know, the hard work, you know, um, waking up early in the morning, just go, 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 you know, extra coaching, extra coaching, because it's all something that they've worked hard at. Success also comes at letting go, which is a wonderful paradox. Letting go. Well, that's the end of our uh, this episode, and we hope you enjoyed it. And let's remember that often as parents, it's actually us that need to let go. Thank you, everyone.